Welcome to Machine Learning. Um, talk a little bit about more about the Consumer Price Index. The Consumer Price Index is sliced in the following percentage. It's a basket of goods. Um, this is a book called "If It Rain If It's Raining in Brazil" by Starbucks. <clears throat> Said that. Uh, it's sliced into 1% tobacco, 3% personal care, 5% apparel, 5% Medicare, 6% education, 6% recreation, 16% food and beverage, 18% transportation, and 40% housing. So heavy, heaviest on the, the housing market. So um, food, transportation, and housing are the, the bulk. So cost push inflation occurs when rising fuel costs increase product price by increasing the demand for the products and reducing the spot supply. Each item costs more to produce and increase the risk of excess inventory. Increasing transportation cost and decreasing profit margins because of rising fuel costs. This differs from demand pull inflation. Demand pull inflation works as increasing demand signals an increase in production, large supply, and lower production cost. So in the in the case of cost push inflation, uh, the product costs more to produce because of uh transportation cost and as a result there'll be less demand for the product because it's more expensive and as there's less demand even though supply has um, reduced there is still the risk of excess inventory which is a liability whereas pool uh, demand pool inflation increases demand signaling an increase in production and is typified by larger supply and lower production cost. Inflation is the response to a political printing of too much money. So basically, you're diluting the money. Congress and the president can raise taxes or cut government spending in response to rising inflation. So it's interesting, the government produces, prints more money, in essence, diluting the buying power of the dollar, and at the same time, as to offset the decrease buying power of the dollar, they have to raise taxes and they should cut government spending, but it doesn't seem to be the pattern. In 2010, the consumer price index was deflating housing prices caused from high unemployment rates and overvaluation of home prices caused from lower interest rates and non-conservative loan practices. That was as a result of the 2008 subprime mortgage meltdown where you had mortgage-backed securities and uh, debt obligations that had been triaged with or traked with uh, high-risk bonds with low risk. So it, it affected the bond rating, and as the bond rating High quality bonds were then down down uh, graded, and that then caused uh, the housing prices to collapse. The CPA does not seem to paint an accurate picture of inflation. The Fed 
Fed claims 2% inflation, but fails to buy gold and keeps interest rates near zero because of the CPI and the PPI, which is your purchase power parity index and the deflation indicators re, uh, readings. And the reason why it states that they failed to buy gold is there's a certain amount of gold reserve that has to be kept uh, in relationship to the dollar. So if the um, dollar is inflating, they would need to buy more gold uh, to, to balance, to keep that uh, percentage of the system. If, if the gold prices go up, then they don't have to buy as much gold. So um, it depends on the way you look at it. Do you look at the value of the gold as, as it relates to the currency, or do you look at the value of the currency and then uh, uh, buy the gold as a relationship? <clears throat> I would say always look at the gold. In the 1990, 1998, the Fed's raising, raised interest rates six times to fend off inflation as oil prices rose. The Fed reasoned that rising oil prices had the same effect as rising taxes or interest hikes. And that and that would uh, uh, create inflation push where you're decreasing supply um, and production prices are increasing. The only reason you would increase production would be if you're anticipating rapid growth in the economy. So uh, inflation pull would be... If if the if the economy is growing really fast, uh, you're increasing production. Even though uh, money is getting diluted, you're still keeping growth uh, and jobs as a result of the demand. <clears throat> the federal the FDI is uh, bond gold, foreign direct investment um, money flows back into the U.S. as interest rates rise and foreigners buy. Buying bonds. The dollar increases in value as foreigners buy dollars to buy the bonds. So again, a dollar is treated as a commodity. And so in order to buy the bond, it has to be in dollars. So uh, you exchange one currency for another. In 2010, rising oil prices and weak dollar are not met with rising interest rates. So the, they, and that was because the Fed kept buying down uh, the interest rates and uh, by increasing the money supply. So as the money supply was increased, uh, the interest rates stayed low and they loaned out money, more money to the banks. And then the banks kept uh, trillions of dollars in reserve. They didn't actually loan all that money out, heating up the economy. Instead, they they kept the they soaked up that liquidity and and put it in um, a reserve account. Central banks continued to buy up euros. European economics is not exciting, and the flight to the euro seems poor. Yeah, I would say that the euro is much weaker than the dollar. We know that there's currency swaps in the excess of three hundred fifty billion dollars. So somewhere around $600 billion, and that's probably due to, to reverse. But uh, exchanging dollars for uh, euros, so strengthening the euro based on the dollar swap. Uh, China balances its foreign reserve evenly between the dollar and the euro holdings. 
that was kind of a surprise when we discovered that, that they keep a balance between euros and dollars. And that may be largely due to the fact that uh, a, a large section of their trade now is in uh, with the European countries, at least half. The low Fed interest rates will allow the euro to gain in strength against the dollar. More won will flow to the euro as it gains in strength against the dollar. <clears throat> Be interesting to see the currency exchange and just how how many dollars are flow, how many yuan are flowing to the euro versus the dollar. Higher oil prices means less money to spend on consumption and less stimulus for the economy. High oil prices work like a tax, both inhibiting economic growth. Um, oil prices per barrel from 2006 to 2010. In 2006, it was $79 a barrel. In 2007, it was $74 a barrel. In 2008, uh, during the subprime meltdown, it jumped to $125 a barrel. In 2009, it was $71 a barrel. 2010, it was $82 a barrel. So staying close to that $90 a barrel was where they make profit. Um, what makes up the producer price index? 23% consumer goods, 25 capital equipment, 17 consumer durables, 35% uh, consumer non-durables. Non so it's fairly evenly distributed versus the consumer price index. Uh, PPP reflects the price of crude materials such as grains, livestock, oil, raw uh, cotton. PPP. PPI reflects intermediate goods like flour, leather, auto parts, and cotton yarns. PPI looks at finished goods like bread, shoes, autos, and clothes. The capital goods slice of the PPI include equipment, machinery, and civilian aircraft. Short-term PPI and CPI are not well correlated. Um, yeah, because in the CPI, it's really heavy on transportation, food, transportation, and housing. So I would say that the the basket of goods are, when you compare the two, are, are very different. PPI reflects the cost of a very few services. It focuses on finished goods. And you look at 23% consumer foods, 25% capital equipment, 17% durables, 35% consumer non-durables. The GDP de uh, deflators are the broadest measure of inflation. There are three GDP deflators, fixed weight deflator, chain price deflator, implicit deflator. GPD, gross domestic product, deflators are lagging and reported quarterly. CPI and PPI and deflator indicators move in the same direction. Yeah, so generally they're following all of the economy. And it's interesting because the CPI index is the number one factor for uh, whether banks are getting new accounts or not getting new accounts. Having real wages increase to real inflation percentages, do we have less real wages to spend? And the answer, if you have inflation, you always have less real wages. Will currency uh, traders bet against the euro or for it? We've seen both. Uh, it depends on the government programs. 
there's some power laws that take effect. And that one power law is if uh, bonds are being subsidized by uh, governments or foreign governments, buy bonds because uh, they, it's, uh, it, it's, it's like an artificial demand uh, market that's created and the price goes up and then for a short period of time and then sell um, afterwards and then take your profits. That's a power law rule. So uh, stimulus packages are just all it does is uh, transfers money from the taxpayer to the wealthy. So there's a, a large amount of money that transfers uh, in, in that because they realize that there's an arbitrage that occurs. So they take their money and they capitalize on the government stimulus package. So even though that we're told that the stimulus is designed to keep economies from collapsing, what it actually does is help the rich become richer. Um, so I want to go back and talk about how the consumer price index is linked to derivatives. Derivatives can be based on assets such as commodity, bonds, interest rates, exchange rates, stock market index, and the consumer price index. Derivatives allow investors to make massive money by leveraging small amounts in price. Derivatives, in derivatives, someone loses money while someone gains money, a supposed zero-sum game. Um, and that's interesting because if, if a hedge fund was betting against a bank, then they could they could use the consumer price index as an indicator in direction to determine whether there would be a payout on their side or the payout on the on the bank side of the derivative. So whoever the two parties are that contract the usage of this uh, CPI could be a mechanism for determining win or loss. That that was from a book. Uh, um, um, that was from some research, excuse me, that was some re from research that I, I found early. Uh, derivatives can be based on assets such as commodities. Uh, okay, I've already stated that. Uh, knowing that the Fed may move to cut rates again, stating that inflation is tame. However, with oil prices reaching $87 a barrel, a disconnect between high oil prices and under $3 a gallon gas exists. Using this disconnect, the Fed may state that inflation is tame based on reports from the consumer price index because they're they're looking at transportation. So if transportation prices are not increasing, oil prices are not increasing, they may claim that inflation is tame. Uh, <clears throat> but that doesn't take into effect the money supply. And I think that that's what you should uh, look at is how much money supply is in the system. And then also maybe look at how much money uh, banks are loaning and uh, the rate of growth, gross domestic product, and measure those as an indication of the health of the economy. Uh, the falling cost of fuel affects the consumer price index. In the in 1990s, uh, reflected a period of economic stagnation with productivity coming to a halt and save, savings plummeted. This is during the um, savings and loan crisis 
it was triggered, it was a derivatives problem, but it was triggered by hot money loaned to uh, Mexico. And then there was some instability in the savings and loans when it was realized that some of this hot money was linked. And uh, and then th there was a collapse of the financial system as a result. The upper class, the source of most investment, fled to unproductive tax shelters and hordes of gold, real estate and speculation. Inflation hit the hardest against savers and investors. Inflation portrayed rising cost of home ownership, diminishing value of the dollar, uh, increased rates by banks. I remember the 80s. Uh, I had uh, um, loan, I had earned money and saved uh, uh, and put them into CDs in the bank. And at one point, I was saving, making 11% interest. It's just phenomenal. I, I guess as a young man, I didn't realize that those CDs uh, were were so valuable. But uh, um, the banks were paying a, a really high interest. Taxes were extremely high. Uh, Reagan was trying to curb inflation by ra raising the uh, interest rates, and so taxes were high, and housing prices were were very um, high also. Inflation portrayed rising cost of home ownership, diminishing value of the dollar, increased interest rates by banks to adjust for the devaluation of dollar, exaggerating the consumer price index. Huge amounts of oil flowing into the Middle East. Inflation helped uh, uh, the rich and, herded the and hurt the poor. 1983, the consumer price index was modified, setting housing prices to rental prices, the modified CPI varied about 2 to 3% versus 10 to 14%. And that, that's a distortion in itself to switch from mortgage pricing to re rental pricing. The CPI was distorted, uh, distorting inflation rates. Many began to believe the CPI was broken. I believe the CPI is broken. I don't trust it for a measurement of inflation. Um. The effects of Proposition 13 in California was to reduce property taxes by 30%. California's consumer price index was a full percentage below the national average. Personal income fell 40%. Uh, employment grew by 400,000 jobs. $1 billion was added to the state's surplus account. The only economist prediction predict such a results was Arthur Laffer. Yeah, and the Laffer curve says that you'll get more revenue from uh, tax revenue if you cut the taxes because it uh, ha then creates more uh, money for businesses to invest in, and uh, uh, they can hire more uh, employment or employees to do the work. And as a result, even though you've lowered your tax rate, you're you're increased the amount of overall taxes you receive. Japanese inflation could push the consumer price index around the world to rise. I'd see I'm a belief too that uh, um, American oil production should um, continue to expand and we be a net exporter that will reduce our trade deficit. As we reduce our trade deficit, that has the effect of reducing down inflation, reducing government spending, uh, increasing exports. 
and increasing oil production should be done uh, immediately and uh, that would uh, in essence then help uh, uh, reduce some of our national debt and also re reduce our trade deficits. Increased inflation devastates wealth and savings forcing investment into hard commodities such as gold and silver. A rising T-bond price makes gold prices bullish. Uh, that's the analysis on the consumer price index um, from my notes. Just wanted to cover that before uh, so you have a better understanding of why that affects uh, banking accounts.